Hey New Yorkers, Gossip Girl here, your one and only source into the scandalous lives of Manhattan's elite. Just kidding, you guys. Fuck that, honestly. Um, it's just that I'm recording during a very dramatic time here in Cairo. And I mean, if you know, you know, and it's been hilarious and just as much a testament to how much our society is actually broken. And I'm not really sure what's being done to mend it. But as you know, these solo episodes are unedited. I'm thinking of starting to get some of my actual friends and family on the podcast because I think we need a little bit more perspective into individuals in society and how this jungle works, honestly. بس anyways بقالي كثير قوي ما عدتش اتكلمت معاكو وعملت سولو لان بصراحه <تصفيق> بقالي بجد ثلاث اشهر مش قادره ابص على السوشيال ميديا بمعنى الكلمه وبيجيلي الفترات دي كثير يعني ساعات ببقى حاسه ان انا I'm not inspired بس given everything that's happening in the world I feel like the real sign is that everyone really needed to take a break uh, take a minute um, نقعد مع نفسنا نشوف عايزين نساعد ازاي الناس اللي حوالينا عايزين نعمل خير عايزين نقفل السوشيال ميديا شويه ونقعد نفكر في our future عايزين نعمل فيها ايه I think يعني useless posting it really wasn't the time for that plus it was my birthday month I really needed to recenter I kind of do that every year it's a really good tip that I have and the month before my birthday I sort of think of okay طب السنه الجايه انا عايز اعمل فيها ايه And then I sit, then I plan it out, I take stock. It takes me sort of a, a month to settle into the new age, quote unquote. Um, I'm a very big believer in the things, but alhamdulillah, it's been fantastic. I love being 30. It's amazing and um, you get a lot of clarity. It sounds very cliche, but alhamdulillah, you really do. And okay, so on the topic of being 30, the topic of this podcast is something that I've been thinking about so much. Well, let's give it, let's give you a little bit of humor. And I think we need it. But anyways, the title of this episode is Be First or Be Sheep. Basically, what does this mean? Okay, it's very simple, you guys. Ever since I was a little girl, my dad would always Yani, be very against me following the trends and my friends. And if I ever came to him and told him, I want a phone so someone else has a phone da, or I want a laptop so someone else has a loan da, or whatever. He would always ask me why. He would always push me to question myself. And like, why that person has it? And... It was such an annoying process at the time, but what I didn't realize is that essentially it made me build character and it made me build taste. And I fully credit my father for that. He's the He is the person that instilled in me such a strong sense of taste. Like I have the strongest sense of taste with everything. You know, I can look at a piece of clothing and tell instantly if I like it or not. Same with interior design, same with everything else. I have honestly an eye for everything and that is something I got from my father because he has an eye for everything and so I'm so grateful to him because 
I ended up being the one girl in the year. If everyone had a Blackberry, I had a flip phone. If everyone had a pink laptop, I had a blue one. I actually had a pink laptop though and everyone had a different color. If everyone had uh, was on BBM or, oh my God, whatever it was at the time, I was doing something different. I always was doing something different. I always was actually being radical just uh, in in the contemporary like I always seemed to be that one person that I would go to the you know cute store or whatever and buy myself outfits and all the girls would copy them I would I was always a trendsetter and the thing about it is is that that wasn't by accident it was instilled in me by my parents and I'll give my mom a lot of credit too um she did always also make sure that I built character in that sense and You know, not allowing your child to be a sheep is a very, very, very difficult thing because at the end of the day, children follow one another. They want to copy one another. They want to feel part of the pack. It's just so intuitive. But at the end of the day, if you push your kid to like sort of ask themselves, what do I want? What if it's different from what they want? What if I like a different color or a different style or whatever it is and maybe help them understand that that's even possible it will change their life I think and to this day I don't really know how my parents had the confidence or courage to do that with me because I'm sure they knew that it would make me stand out and look a little different and don't get me wrong sometimes it wasn't to my benefit sometimes it was like me being the only one doing or not doing a certain thing and that was a bit annoying and taban not the easiest thing to explain to younger children or people who were my age at the time, Bassiani. The point of this episode is really to clarify the idea that being first, essentially adopting anything first, whether it's you're the first one to wear a cool pair of shoes or you're the first one to have a certain standpoint on a topic or you're the first one to discover a certain song or whatever it is, In order to be first, in order to be an early adopter, to get that first mover advantage, um, to be يعني, the trendsetter, أول حد يفكر في حاجة, أول واحدة تلبس حاجة بطريقة معينة, أول واحد يinvent أو ي, ي, start up whatever, يعني, as an entrepreneur, شركة معينة فكر في فكرة محدش فكر فيها فابتديها و... ونجح فيها يعني that's how it goes you have to have taste like if you're gonna be the first you have to have an eye you have to have taste and in my personal opinion it is either you are first and you do that thing first or you wear that thing first, or you whatever it is first, or one of the first, I'm not saying like the first, I'm saying like, maybe a few groups, layers, early adopter is a small home. So it's either you're the first, you're an early adopter, you're one of the first, you get it, you saw it, you adopted it, or you have to wait until it is authentic to you to adopt the thing, or wear the thing, or say the thing, Because then, if you are not the first, if you're not an early adopter, 
And you didn't wait until it's authentic to you. You didn't wait until you felt authentically like, oh, okay, I get it now. I'm convinced. I see what they're saying. I'll buy into it. I changed my mind. If that's not the case, then you're a sheep. You're just a sheep. You are just going to be one of those who sees the early adopters, you know, getting on the trend first and then hops on because they feel like, oh my God, everyone's doing it. I need to do it. And then you never formulate your own opinion about it. So you actually don't even know if you like it or not. And then you're just there being the sheep. And let me tell you guys something that I've noticed over the years that is just fucking undeniable. That is the that the early adopters are clear as day. How do we know them? They're usually sort of like made fun of a little bit. People poke fun. People are like, what are you up to? Why are you doing that? That's so weird, blah, blah, blah. That The sheep are saying that. Give it two, three months to a year, maybe two. You'll find the sheep doing exactly what the early adopters were doing. And the early adopters are probably now like three years ahead. And it always shows, and honestly, this is something someone once told me, I'll never forget it. When you're not being authentic, it just shows. Like it shows when you're when you're not convinced of something or you bought something clearly just because you realize that that is the cool it thing to wear now. And one of the best case studies of this I've ever seen, and I'm going to give you a really simple, superficial, easy, digestible Example, um, are on running shoes, especially in the region. On runners, one of my mentors who knows himself very well at this point has been wearing on runners since like the day they were made, okay? Which was like, it's been like 10 years, okay? As a result, I saw the shoes and I just knew they were going to be like a fucking hit. And I was getting very into sports. I needed really good running shoes. I hate the way Adidas look. I've had a couple of Nike shoes. And to be honest, the quality is actually pretty trash. Yeah, I don't know about the football ones, but I hate the quality. I was like, I need to try these. I'm going to get them. I got them on running freaking like six years ago, okay, there was not a soul in Egypt wearing these shoes, maybe 10 people or something like that. Everyone would be like, oh my God, what are these ugly shoes? Your shoes are so weird. What are you wearing? What is that? All of the questions, whatever. I got them in white, ridiculous color to choose living in Cairo. We know the drill. Anyway, and Mohim, a year passes, all the early adopters get on the on-running shoes. We all realize they're comfortable, they're less expensive slash as, ex- well, at the time they were less expensive than Adidas, Nike, whatever. Better quality, better fit, better, you know, performance, everything. And then fast forward to now. Everyone and their mother of sheep are wearing the on-running shoes I can't stand the way they look anymore. (laughs) I hate the way they look. I'm onto a new brand, which I'm not going to say now, but hopefully soon. 
And to be honest with you, I love them, but obviously they got a lot more expensive. I still have my on runners. I fucking love my on runners. I just don't understand the concept of wearing them as a quote unquote status symbol, even though, to be honest with you, like their performance running and training and workout shoes. And not only, but also the people wearing on runners, like the hiking ones in Cairo, like, what are you up to guys? At least pick the correct, you know, option. But anyways, look, the idea is this. If you're observant enough to be an early adopter, you got to understand that you're leading the pack. And that's a huge fucking responsibility. Like, whatever. At the end of the day, human beings are essentially sheep. We go in packs, but there are levels to this shit. My biggest piece of advice is try to refine your taste and try to really how do you know not just what you wear, who you hang out with, the way your home looks. I'm going to do a whole episode on interior design and how everyone's houses look the same now. Yani, if you close my eyes and I walk in someone's house and I don't know whose house it is, I'm gonna, I won't even be able to figure it out. Yani, there is an epidemic. But anyway, the idea of building your own taste is so important. Well, the way you can do that is by reading. You can listen to podcasts. You can have conversations with interesting people. You can get yourself out of your comfort zone. Go back and listen to my episode, but that the girl, how to be the girl. Um, you can avoid people and places and things that are repetitive to you. And they join when they want to, when they're convinced. Okay. So back to the on-running example, there are people I see who clearly, you know, they're very close friends with individuals who are early adopters and to this, let's call it a trend. And they just didn't wear it. They weren't convinced. They didn't want to. They're athletes. I've spoken to athletes even on this podcast and they told me, they're like, I don't see the benefit of it. Runners, true fucking marathon, Ironman completing runners. <laughs> that's a choice. I love that. That's character. And at the end of the day, that's what this podcast is about. We work together. We're building character. We're not trying to be sheep. We're not trying to be early adopters. But if you happen to be the only way you're gonna sustain that is if you continue to educate yourself. And that's it for today, guys. Wow, felt good to pick up the mic again. So hopefully we'll uh, we'll keep this moving. Speak soon. 